scratch an itch, build something that you are, build something or create something or whatever it is that you're intimately familiar with uh, that has been a real problem for you in real life uh, because you're going to, you're going to, the closer you are to the problem, the the easier it is going to to solve it in, in a way that other people are going to understand the people that are experiencing the same problem. And I'm going to give you two. Um, be persistent. Sure. Be persistent. Hey, everyone. This is Devin Miller here with another episode of The Inventive Journey. I'm your host, Devin Miller, the serial entrepreneur that's grown several startups into seven and eight-figure businesses, as well as the CEO and founder of Miller IP Law, where he helps startups and small businesses with their patents and trademarks. If you ever need help with yours, just go to strategymeeting.com, and we're always here to help. Now, today, we have another great guest on the podcast, Darren Hayner. And uh, Darren is uh, currently in a business as uh, very much a side hustle, but I'm sure someday he hopes is going to be a, a full-time gig, but uh, backing up now, and that's uh, just as a teaser, he's in the kind of the professional brewing and software engineering, uh, which is just a kind of an interesting or fascinating area. Backing up a bit, uh, Darren uh, started uh, coding in sixth grade and uh, some t- took a class in high school, went on to college and went to a semester, decided it wasn't for him, dropped out, went to work for a brewery, started in the or started his own brewery, I think for about 10 years and realized, and he can correct me away if I, wherever I'm wrong, but uh, so we uh, had to realize brewery wasn't necessarily the place where you make money, did a bit of a change in uh, careers and uh, went into software engineering, to uh, do that, um, went to a boot camp, did that for a period of time, and uh, went to de- decided to go be a professional um, and uh, decided that uh, to do a bit of coding, and then uh, kind of weaved in and out, um, set up some uh, builds, set out to build some software with breweries to do that. Um, spent some a year building it, recruiting and doing that. Um, had a fun time and uh, learning a lot along the way, and has continued to do that for a side hustle for a period of time, and continues to work on that alongside of the, his other de- full time job, which is uh, software engineering. So, with that much as an introduction, and hopefully I mostly got it right, if not all right. Welcome on the podcast, Darren. Yeah, thanks for having me, Devin. Um, yeah, that was pretty accurate. Uh, I never, I actually never did realize the dream of owning my own brewery, though. Unfortunately. Okay. <laughs> Maybe it was you started working in a brewery, or did I just completely make? Yeah, that up yeah, that? no, no, no. That's uh, I did work for breweries for for ten years. Um, okay, that's never. I was thinking I had it there 10 years at a brewery and then apparently I just filled in the gap, but my own mind instead of what actually happened. So that's, that's what our brains do. <laughs> so I gave kind of the, the brief or quick introduction, but now take us back a little bit in sixth grade and high school and kind of initially getting into software programming and tell us a bit about your journey. Sure. Yeah. I mean, uh, it started, uh, like you said, in sixth grade, my, uh, uh, I'll date myself a little bit with this. Um, my dad uh, bought bought a computer for the family when I was in sixth grade. It was an IBM PS2. Uh, <laughs> so, you know, that was in 1988. Uh, mm. um, you know, laptops didn't exist. It was, <laughs> this thing didn't even have a hard drive. That's how, that's how old. And, and, you know, you had to insert floppy drive, floppy disks that held like 
I don't even remember, not even a megabyte on each disc. It was crazy. <laughs> but it's also crazy how much the computers did for how little memory. Like they were they were pretty good programmers back then. Cause I remember the dating myself along with you. I remember you even just playing little games and you'd play a game and you'd get part of the way through the game and you'd have to swap out the disc because the next disc had the next part of the game and it was fun. And then eventually it moved to CD ROMs, but even then you had to do multiple CD ROMs for games. So how far we've come, but uh, uh, didn't yeah. interrupt your journey. Uh, yeah, no doubt. I mean, kudos to the programmers back then because you had to plan for that, right? Like to plan for <laughs> uh, for removing the disk and removing part of you know, you know your access to code that you can run and exactly. <laughs> loading up a new chunk and to keep everything you need for the second half. And yeah, I mean that sounds uh, doesn't sound like a lot of fun. I agree. <laughs> yeah, so, but so now you you got into coding nonetheless, or your dad got the family computer, got into coding, got okay. into it a bit more in high school, and then uh, kind of or what happened from or from high school? Yeah, so I mean, you know, high school happened. High school and friends and and having fun uh, mm. became a little more interesting. You know, I finished all of the the coding classes that I could take at my high school by the time I was a sophomore, and. So after that, I was done with that, I kind of just like forgot about it uh, and, you know, moved on to having fun in high school <laughs> and then having fun when I left high school uh, and, you know, I'm just not being interested in college. So, you know, I just decided to go out into the workforce at, at that point and had for essentially just completely forgotten about my my little stint with programming and, and loving it. Uh, uh, but that did lead me to becoming a brewer. Uh, you know, I was working in the restaurant industry and got myself onto disability and, uh, and by breaking my arm, <laughs> had a cast all the way up to my shoulder. And you know, there was a home brew shop down the street from where I lived. And so I thought, well, you know, that seems like an interesting thing to do. So let's, uh, let's give that a shot. And I immediately fell in love with it. Uh, and even at that point, you know, tried to write software for it because there were so much, so many minor details that you have to track and pay attention to, uh, to make the beer the same over and over again. Uh, and, and, you know, so I had access to Visual Basic, right? So I jumped up, up a level to Visual Basic from regular Basic and, you know, even tried coding a solution for it then. Uh, and that would have been, God, like 1999, um, which never really panned out. I just, you know, I was more interested in making and drinking the beer than doing the coding at that point. <laughs> hey, but it was a fun kind of side passion, side hobby. So you were working uh, at that point, I, I think, you're full time at the brewery. And then this was kind of a, hey, can what if or kind of, hey, can, can we automate things, make things better and use software to improve it? Is that about right? No, not yet. Uh, I was home brewing okay. at that time. Okay. Uh, gotcha. And so I was trying to like help myself out as a home brewer. Uh, and yeah, and so I hatched this plan to, to, to get a job working in the daytime at the only brew pub in town, uh, so that I could have overlapping hours with the brewer and, uh, and maybe get him to hire me, which is, which is what ended up happening. It actually worked. <laughs> it took, it took almost two years, but, but, uh, I got him to hire me pro probably out of just frustration. He probably just wanted to, me to shut up at that point. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, so that got into beer and I spent a decade brewing beer, um, which I loved. It's fantastic. But like you pointed out, you know, like you touched on in my introduction, uh, doesn't pay a lot of money. 
and I was, I had had my first child and, and we were looking at having our second. And I was like, I can't like, this just isn't going to work on my salary. I need, I need something different. Uh, and so that's when I got into software. Now, how did you just as a curiosity? So working at the brewery, you did get after two years, you got in the brewery, said, okay, this will be a fun job, which I'm guessing it probably was a fun job, but to your point, doesn't pay it or pay the bills as well as you need it to. So you say, okay, I need to got a wife, got a kids, got to support them. And what else can I do type of a thing? Now, how did you land back on software? You know, I, I get you were doing it when you're younger and a bit in high school, but how did you, you know, that was a, a decent amount of time prior to making the bet transition. So what made you land back on software? Yeah, well, it's funny. I mean, I always continued to play with it here and there. I mean, even in my last days in a brewery uh, was when I really started feeling the pain of not having software to handle everything that was going on. I was managing multiple breweries and, and I just couldn't, I couldn't focus on making beer anymore. All I did was paperwork. And I was like, why isn't there software for this? And so I kind of jumped back in and was trying to build something with like a Microsoft soft access database and, you know, uh, just anything. And, and it was always interesting to me, right? I'd go home and I'd do it, you know, and my wife, uh, what are you doing? (laughs) (laughs) I'm making brewery automated. It's going to change the world. Uh, Yeah. Right. And so that, that kind of uh, passion for writing software never really left me. Um, I just kind of forget about it. You know, like, like if you play the guitar or something, you know, you, you, you're passionate about it for a while and you forget about it for like two years and you pick it back up again. And, you know, kind of one of those, it was one of those things for a while. Um, but then when I was really needing more income, <laughs> uh, you know, I did some salt, some soul searching and was like, what, what am I passionate about? What, because I did go back to school for a little while. Um, and I, I was on a track for mechanical engineering. And I, I, I did two years and one of the best things that ever happened to me was the first engineering class I took. Uh, they had me go out and find a local mechanical engineer and interview him as part of the class. Hmm. And after that interview, I realized I don't want to be a mechanical engineer. <laughs> hey, you realize this too. I got to the end of the electrical engineering and that's what I did my undergraduate in. And I said, you know... I like engineering, but I really don't want to be an engineer. So I'm like, well, what else can I do? And I'm like, well, I like law and I, I think intellectual property and patents are cool. And I like MBA or like entrepreneurship. So then I went off and got an MBA and a, and a law degree, but I kind of came to the same conclusion. Well, I, I kind of find it interesting, but I don't want to be an engineer. So we came to the same conclusion. You just were smart enough to do it earlier than I was. Oh, well, that, that's, that was on the, the professor. Like, I'm so grateful for her doing that. Uh, because it made me realize like, this is not what I want to spend the rest of my life doing. (laughs) It's interesting. It's very interesting, but I don't want this to be my day-to-day job. Yeah. I I don't want to be designing HVAC systems. This is essentially what it was (laughs) Um, for the most part. Unless I, you know, you move to like Michigan and get a job, you know, there's most of the jobs were in like industrial HVAC. (laughs) Um, which was not that interesting to me. So, <laughs> so I left that. And then, like I said, I had to do some soul searching. Uh, and, and it really, it, it didn't take long before I realized, okay, I know I love coding. I know I love it. Um, and this was in 2013, 2013. And so 
like coding boot camps are just kind of getting started at that point. And they were just starting to become a thing. And, and we had a local one and it was a bit of a different uh, setup where, where uh, it, it wasn't this whole like course that you graduated from, right? You could say like, I want to take a Ruby on Rails class. And I'm like, okay, we'll give you, it's like a six week class, you know, two nights a week, four hours a night, take Ruby on Rails. But what we're going to do, the instructor is going to be someone from a local company that is looking for a Ruby on Rails engineer. And if they like any of you, they have the option to hire one of you out of the class. Um, you know, win for the student and win for the company because they get to hire a cheap junior developer that just is hungry to get a job, you know, <laughs> get their foot in the door. Right. Uh, and so that's, you know, that's how I got into software. Uh, I did, I did end up get, getting hired out of, uh, the second class that I took and, uh, you know, the rest is kind of history at that point. Oh, cool. So you, so now you, you take the software, you know, you do the boot camp and boot camp before boot camps were cool, but you go through the software, get, you know, kind of get a refresher, get an update, get new training, go through all of that. And then as you're coming out of the, the software, you know, out of doing the software boot camp, how did you go, you know, you, and you get the job, how did you kind of was the software, the brewing software kind of always kind of chugging along in the background and kind of moving forward or kind of is that re-engaged or kind of what level of because you can have side hustles that are basically a second full-time job that you're working as many or more hours because you're passionate and that's what you want to do and then you'll have some side hustles you're saying man by the time I work a 10-hour day in software programming I'm wiped and you don't get around to as much so kind of give us an idea of you know is how how did the side hustle kind of fit into all that yeah well I will say about six eight months into my career, I, into my very young uh, coding career, uh, that idea, that brewery software idea resurfaced and I started researching it and it turns out there weren't a lot of great solutions. Uh, and so I just thought, I, I didn't put any thought into it. I just like, okay, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna build this thing. <laughs> like, I don't know how to start a company. I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just gonna write this software and we'll see what happens, you know? Uh, and so, yeah, it was, it was very much, uh, high passion, uh, you know, not quite two, two full eight hour days, but, but, you know, a lot of hours up front in the beginning, a lot, a lot of hours. Cause I started with nothing and I had to build this whole platform, uh, from nothing. And so that took a long time. It took a year really of, of side hustling it a lot, a lot of hours, uh, to get to a point where I had something that even just kind of worked, you know, uh, and, you know, I, I realized early on after I started letting some breweries get on board and for free and just beta test it, uh, I realized early on that there was no way I was going to do this by myself. Uh, cause it took, so much of my time just to get it up and going. And now I have people using it and telling me what they want and telling me what's missing. Uh, so I can't even keep up with bugs at this point. You know? I can't even uh, keep up with what I envisioned, let alone adding 20 new features or, or, and things that you guys have envisioned. No, I completely get that. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I was lucky enough um, in my local uh, Ruby meetup group, right? We had a local Ruby programmers meetup group, uh, I was lucky enough to have met uh, met a guy that was a much better much better engineer than a software engineer than I was. Uh, and was also a home brewer, 
and uh, I tricked him into becoming my co-founder, basically, <laughs> and taking some of that load off of me, which is, has been fantastic. Uh, and so that's when it kind of started to slow down and become a little more calm because there are two of us working on it. Um, now he was making better decisions on the engineering side than I ever could. Uh, and I was able to kind of focus on talking to brewers and getting our name out there and doing some marketing and, and some sales. Uh, and so we kind of started, we started to pick up some traction at that point. Um, you know, we got our first 10 breweries, I think, in, in the first year, uh, which was kind of a, a slog, but uh, I, I will say brewers are not always the best technologists, so it's kind of hard sometimes to convince them. <laughs> um, no, and, and interesting is as much as you think, even with an intellectual property, but law field in general, it's the same way. It's like well, they've been doing it the same way for a long period of time, and it's very slow to change because you don't want to have to. If you've been, you have every people that have been doing it a long time, they're running the businesses. And then by the time the next people take over, you know, goes down the chain of command, so to speak, it is a super slow moving thing. And so you think, oh, we've got all this great technology that can make it so much better and make better product and better service and make your life easier. And it's still just slow to adopt. So I definitely get where you're coming from. So now as we kind of uh, fast forward a bit to today. So you've been doing kind of the same thing. You've been doing the software programming and doing that as a full-time gig. And you've also been doing, you know, you found a co-founder, helped to uh, um, offset some things or a partner and offset some of the workload. And now you're looking to kind of do that. What's you're kind of now looking a bit forward looking six months, six, 12 months in the future. Where do you see things headed? Is it the, is it goal to Hey, make this a full-time gig. Full goal is to, Hey, we're going to run these in parallel and I'll have two full-time jobs or keep this as a, a side hustle until it starts to make money or kind of, where do you see things headed? Yeah. You know, for me, uh, we're, we're very happy right now with where things at. we've kind of settled ourselves into a groove where we can work, we can work on it, uh, you know, six to 10 hours a week. Honestly, this is not very much, but but you know we we get feature shipped uh, and and we're, we're we're on a very slow uh, growth curve, which is again absolutely fine with us. Um, we're not looking to leave our full time jobs in the next six months. Sure. You know, you know maybe maybe in another five years <laughs> at our current pace and sure. not not killing ourselves to improve this product just kind of sitting in this groove that we found that we're very happy and comfortable doing, um, you know, maybe in five years, we'll be able to, to uh, five to 10, we'll be able to, uh, you know, retire and just let it retire to, to our, to our side gig, you know, uh, and, and keep that five to 10 hours a week going and, 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 and maybe go brew some beer, you know, uh, but you know, we don't like, we don't have any lofty goals of trying to make this a multi-million dollar company. Uh, uh, we would like, we would be extremely happy just to slowly grow it at the pace a pace we're comfortable with um, until it can until it can pay bills. You know, Ho hopefully it'll still be relevant. Uh, you know, at that time. Uh, but I I think what what I've noticed uh, is we have much better luck with newer breweries. Uh, who don't have anything in place yet. Uh, and uh, interestingly enough, a, a lot of software engineers 
uh, quit their jobs to come be- become brewers. Interesting. I it's a very, very common thread. So we had a lot of luck with them as well. <laughs> Maybe it's a software engineering that drives them to drinking. And then they said, well, if I'm going to drink, I might as well get into brewing, brewing so that I can have my own drinks. Right. That's right. So you know, I don't see the market. And, uh, and that coming from a, a, a career field where al- or lawyers are one of the, have the, one of the, the top alcohol or alcohol problems <laughs> of, of any profession. So I, at least I can speak with, hey, I, I come from a profession that I, I can or poke fun of just a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, I, I don't see uh, the brewery industry slowing down um, even in the next decade or, or two. Uh, and a, a lot of them are starting very small. You know, you see these breweries that are like in an industrial park, they roll up a garage door and they've got a little tasting bar in there, right? Uh, they've like bootstrapped the crap out of this thing. You know, it's like a little Franken system. They got a couple of small things, uh, but they still have, they still have tracking needs. They still have to pay taxes just like the big guys do. Um so the software is still relevant for them and it's actually really geared towards, towards those guys. So, and that, that size. So, you know, I feel like in the next decade, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to continue to see nice, nice slow growth and well, cool. uh, hopefully so we'll now, where we want to be. So now that we've kind of caught up to your journey and we've looked a bit into the future, I always ask uh, two questions toward the, towards the end of each podcast. So we'll jump to those now for a bit. The first question I'll ask is along your journey, what was the worst business decision you ever made and what did you learn from it? Uh, yeah. So this is more of an engineering decision, but it really affected the business in a big way. Uh, I am the kind of software engineer uh, I'm getting better, admittedly, but I'm, I'm like, I'm, I'm like, a, I don't know, it was the movie Up. The, the, you see the dog talking. You could hear the dog talking. <laughs> Squirrel, and it runs to this, you know, every so easily distractible, right? Like uh, anytime I see a new shiny, like software thing, like I want to try it, right? And so this, you know, the the, the front the front of the product looks nice, but under the covers, it's it's a nightmare. <laughs> because for like the first year, year and a half, I didn't have my partner who, who was there to like rein me in and make me not look at the shiny things. Uh, so I accumulated a massive amount of tech, tech debt, what we call tech debt. Uh, and so it has really slowed down uh, feature development. Uh, so, you know, that's, that's the biggest mistake I've made is not understanding MVP <laughs> and not choosing the simplest path. I was, I was running for the yellow brick road, right? Um, and so that was the biggest thing. And so now we're still, we're still digging ourselves out of that hole. And we have a goal by the end of this year to be, have all of that cleaned up. Uh, and, and that's actually my job. That's my, my partner has given to me since I, since I got us in this hole. <laughs> so yeah, that like really spend a lot of time nailing down MVP and stick to that and only build things in the easiest way that's going to bring you business value. <laughs> no, and definitely, and you know, and that's an easy one to, 
the little bit of the squirrels and, you know, and those things is there's so many fun, especially if you're kind of an entrepreneurial bent and, and, you know, have that kind of creative or innovative mind. There's so many fun things to explore and so many things you could do and so many things that would be awesome. And so too often you try and kind of get distracted because there are all so many cool features that you could do without first building that initial core function and, and software and that programming that allows you to build on it while also having that, you know, that uh, foundation to start selling and getting product and getting revenue. So I definitely think, you know, it's one of those where if you have creative and you never want to stop and innovating and coming up the ideas and that is a fun thing. And yet to keep that focus is one that's always a balance. So definitely makes sense. If we were to now jump to the second question, which is, um, if you're talking now to somebody that's just getting into a startup or small business, and it could be a full-time gig or it could be a side hustle, what would be the one piece of advice you'd give them? Uh, so scratch an itch. Yeah, build something that you are, build something or create something or whatever it is that you're intimately familiar with uh, that has been a real problem for you in real life uh, because you're gonna you're, you're going to, the closer you are to the problem, the, the easier it is going to, to, to solve it in, in a way that other people are going to understand the people that are experiencing the same problem. And I, I'm going to give you two, um, be persistent, sure. be persistent. Um, you know, don't, don't give up on your idea because it could be like the next two months that things start changing. <laughs> you start seeing, uh, a positive growth. So, you know, if it's, if it's something you're scratching an itch and you truly love and believe in, just see it, see it out, see it through. <laughs> oh, I think that that, you know, I think that finding something, and I would open, I would phrase it slightly different, but I think in the same vein is find something you're passionate about that you can also make money off of, right. Or that has a, a place in the marketplace in the sense that you always hear, follow your passion, follow your passion, which is definitely something you should do. If you, if you don't enjoy it, especially if it starts out as a side hustle, small business, even if it becomes a, you know, full-time gig, you're going to have to, there's a lot of up and downs. And if you don't find it exciting and you're not passionate about it, it's not, it's going to be difficult to stick with it over a long period of time. So finding something that's passionate, but you can be passionate about I can be as passionate as I want about basketball I'm very unlikely to be able to go play in the NBA or to be able to do that but you can also find things that are related to that that do allow for that passion that excitement that will all, people will also pay for so I think that finding that something that you're passionate about that you're excited about scratching that edge and then finding a way to make that a, a business whether it's a side hustle and a little extra income whether it's a full-time gig whatever you're looking for I think is definitely a great piece of advice. Well, people, if they're if they're in brewing and they want they're you know they're excited about what they hear, and they want to collaborate, they want to check it out, they want to be your next uh, partner in your business, they want to be a client, a customer, an employee, a, a, a intern, they want to be an investor, they want to be your next best friend, any or all of the above. What's the best way to connect up to you and find out more? Uh, they can just uh, one you can you can check out the website at getfermentable.com. Uh, and you can email me directly at. Darren, D-A-R-I-N, at getfermentable.com. And ask me anything you want. All right. Well, I definitely encourage people to reach out, find out more, um, and uh, connect up. 
Well, appreciate you coming on the podcast. It's been fun. It's been a pleasure. Now, for all of you that are listeners, if you have your own journey to tell and you want would like to be a guest on the podcast, feel free to go to inventiveguest.com and assign to, or sign up to apply to be on the podcast. Also, a couple more things if you're listeners. One, click to subscribe in your podcast player so you know when all of our awesome episodes come out. And two, leave us a review so new people can find out about us. Last but not least, if you ever have any questions uh, about patents or trademarks or anything else, reach out to us at Miller IP Law. Just go to strategymeeting.com and grab some time with us to chat. Thank you again, Darren. It's been a fun. It's been a pleasure. And wish the next leg of your journey even better than the last. Thanks for having me, Devin. I had a good time.